I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This thing wants to make someone here go nuts. Whatever's happening here is destroying us. Oh, boy. He says, ha-ha, I've got you. I was got to scare the hell out of you, I would think. He'll say, get out, it's my house. Leave. It's not something you want to with. Tell me the truth. Made a believer out of me. It's this sick, twisted environment. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This thing's like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her, it's my job to reveal them. Why would you stay here? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Stop it. We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. We're time to get out. I told you to go to this house. When Amy and I take on a case, our paths never cross until the very end. I interview living witnesses and uncover secrets behind the property's past. While Amy communicates with the dead. When we're done, we meet up and reveal our findings to our clients and each other. I'm in Flint, Michigan, one of the most violent cities in all of America. I'm heading over to meet with a family who's being tormented by the type of violence that would never show up on the FBI stats. Kathy, the mom, says her family of seven are scared for their lives. And she thinks Amy and I are their last hope. Before Amy arrives, I need to remove anything that could influence her findings. It's clear from all these photographs that a large family lives here. 
so I need to carefully conceal any evidence of this. Only then will the location be ready for tonight's walk. I'm hearing growls. It's like not an animal, it's not human. It's very, very dark. This was brought here on purpose. Yeah, there's pretty bad here. Kathy, you sounded really upset on the phone. Things are pretty bad here, it sounds like. Yes. We're seeing apparitions. We're getting attacked. And who do you live here with? My husband and five kids. Five years we've been here. There's people being scratched, clawed, um, things thrown at. And it hits the kids extremely hard. You okay? Yeah. It's, it's a hard subject. I imagine it would be. I feel like I'm a bad mother. I mean, I didn't bring them into the world to have something I cannot see pick on them. How can I defend that? Have you ever done anything to try to stop it? We've had investigators come in. We've done cleansing of the house. We've done sea salt around the yard. Okay. But we've done everything unsuccessfully. And they've even tried an exorcism on me. Oh, boy. And nothing's helping. whether it's people now or people that were here before, you know, somebody was definitely into some dark stuff. What do you mean? They're into the paranormal, but it seems like they're uneducated about it. Like taking pictures and video, like they're really trying to figure it out. Oh, boy. Okay, so what's going on in here? We see black masses. And I mean, there's a lot of black masses in here. So what shapes and sizes are we talking about? Well, some of them come in human forms. A lot of the times, it's a headless man. He'll say, get out, it's mine, my house. Leave. But some of them are just widespread. I mean, it's like they, they spread across the wall. And it's no reflection from outside or anything no. like that? No. Well, that's got to scare the hell out of you, I would think. Yes, it does. So there is something that runs. It went right through the wall, as if this wall's not here. Was this the thing that was growling? Yes. It's, it's not something you want to f*** with. I'm still not sure what this thing is but I get the feeling that it's out to harm the people living in this house. I think that some people have seen it like a blackness, but it could come to them completely different. It definitely morphs. I just saw it like turn into a big spider thing. Very, very not good. We're all close-knit, very close-knit. But when we're here, we're at each other's throats. We're all fighting, and I mean, this is not us. How were the kids before they came here? They were happy. I mean, everybody was normal. So their personalities took a change? Yes. My one son, 
He got mad and punched a hole in the wall. That's not like him. Wow. But as long as we're off this property, we're back to normal. We can sort through what just happened. So how long once you were off the property did you start feeling better? Just step off the property. That's it? Yes. Whatever's happening here is destroying us. I'm hearing um, a lot of fighting, like constant. Um, screaming and yelling. So I'm thinking that's a direct effect of this thing. I do see it like under the beds, like slithering like a little spider going under the beds. I think that it wants to make someone here, or many, several, go nuts. So, Kathy, why would you bring me out here? There was a time that I went out here to talk to my husband. He was out in the garage, and uh, in the middle of talking to him, I felt a hand reach around my throat, and I couldn't breathe. Couldn't talk, couldn't nothing. When I come running out of the garage, I wound up vomiting out here, but I felt the release of the hand that was around my, my throat. Wow. It's probably the most physical interaction I've heard about. I haven't even told you the worst of it. One night, laying in bed, and I was grabbed, you know, I mean, sexually grabbed, and woke me up out of sleep. And of course, I, I check on my one son, Mikey. And I looked over, and his leg, somebody had his leg and was pulling him off the bed. I mean, he was literally going from his pillow down his bed and about to fall onto the floor. What were they going to do to him? What's the next step from this? How do you live like that? It's not living. You're just going day by day. It may sound strange, but when you're off the property, you just pray for a fire. It'll be the relief. I think it'll be the sigh, you know, that you can actually breathe a little bit. I see this woman who is just like caught in this. She just sees everything in her life falling apart, like not sleeping, not really eating right. And she's kind of the one who takes care of everybody. Okay. And she's tough, but you know, she's broken now. She's just broken. Like, I think she's had thoughts of burning down the house. It's pretty bad. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Zach, how old are you? 16. I was talking to mom. She was telling me about the things that are going on in the house. So I wanted to talk to you to find out what you're experiencing. If anything. Well, I was scratched in my bedroom. What do you mean you got scratches? I had the word leave scratched on my stomach. Leave, huh? Mm-hmm. It sure as hell does say that, doesn't it? Now, you didn't do this yourself, No. Right? No. Telling me the truth? Yes. Okay. What other experiences you have in here? I woke up and there was a guy sitting on the toy chest. And he said, I can be a real good friend for you. Okay. Now, what do you look like? The first time he came, he looked like a normal human. He was an old guy. And the next night, he started getting a little, looked like he was decomposing. The next night, he got real dark black, and he had no eyes. And this was the same guy? Yes. Things here have gotten pretty bad. I feel like it has made a consistent contact with somebody here. It's probably tricking someone which obviously means that it can do what scares you or bothers you. I think it goes to a child. And it's like a babysitter or something. This entity is incredibly deceiving. It projects itself into anything it needs to get close to the people in this house. <laughs> it's a bad thing. Mike, I talked to Kathy. Okay. I spoke with Zach. You got a lot of problems here. Yeah. I want to hear from you what you're experiencing. One day I was out here working on the truck, and uh, pretty soon something hit me in the back. I happened to look down to see what it was, and uh, it was a piece of broken concrete. Okay, you got no concrete on the walls or the ceilings here? No. Anything else? I had a um, one-inch wrench thrown at me, and it hit me right in the middle of the back. Now, were you in here alone? Yeah. Now, do you keep the kids out of here? The kids were all in bed. What's your biggest fear? <sighs> My biggest fear is somebody's really going to get hurt. All right. My plans was to, you know, for us to get married and be happy, you know, and I wanted to 
start a start a good life and take care take good care of the kids and everything and we come into here and everything just went down so there's been a lot of chaos in this area i think the thing is in here quite frequently and i mean it is interesting cuz the thing doesn't like all this maybe because it doesn't look like it did when it came here or something it makes it angry and then it gets really really physical moving things very harshly around like it doesn't like it i'm trying to figure out what this evil entity is and suddenly it reveals itself to me it's a demon and it creates this sick twisted environment for everyone okay mike why'd you bring me in the bedroom a lot of stuff going on in here that's just not normal like what blankets being pulled off okay and i've been shook awake your wife had told me you had a lot of animals could you be in getting touched at night or blankets getting be pulled to one of the animals no why not we have the door locked at night i mean it's got to be a little bit tough for you in marriage yeah it really is we're, we've never fought like this until we got here there's been a couple of times that she's actually threatened to just walk out Has your personality changed since you got here? Yeah, very. In what way? Real real short fuse. And apparently the guy that uh, lived here, he had a very short fuse too, you know. You mean the guy that lived here before you? Yeah. What kind of a guy was he? Do you know anything about him? Um I all I know is what his kids have told me. He liked uh, to throw things and he drank. Okay, so you say he was. I mean, did, uh, did he die, I assume? Yes. He died in the living room. and they found him 3 days later and all the furniture stayed behind so we got his bed both of his dressers is this his mattress as well yes so you sleep on this guy's mattress yes. and using his furniture yes oh that's interesting i just see people fighting and this man comes in from the closet he says haha i've got you and uh he like tries to sleep in the bed you feel like a poke and it just stays there like they feel him near them talking but there's no words cuz it's all gurbly it looks like intestines or brains are kind of like out of their mouth or something it's not good mm. it's really hard i can't communicate because their brains literally are scrambled. <sighs> They're not making any sense. I don't know if he's like severely mentally ill. I can't get the thought process out of him. Mike told me the previous owner died right in the house. So I reached out to one of his neighbors who knew him pretty well to see what he could tell me about. Him. Your neighbors across the street uh, were telling me about the previous owner and that you knew him. Yeah. Okay. Nice call, Mr. Wild Bill. I understand he died in the house. Is that right? Yeah, there was uh there was a woman there she uh, would uh cut the lawn and she'd run errands for him and she she had a key to the house. She hadn't heard from him in like 2 or 3 days and uh she opened up the the door there and found that he was uh he had passed away inside the house. Okay. Now, I was told and I don't know how true it is that he had a mean side to him. Is that true? Oh, he could be. Yeah, if he if he uh he get a little bit uh drinking there and there. He could he could get about half mean in there, but uh 
There was one time there, the kids that had to swing in there, and they're smoking cigarettes, and he come out there just a beller, and, and that chased him down the road. Okay. But after his wife passed away and that, I think he started drinking more, and uh, he got, yeah, I think he got a little bit more cantankerous and that. So let me ask you something. How did Bill feel about his house itself? Oh, they kept that place immaculate. There, his, uh, his yard looked like a like a golf course. Yeah, the, the inside the house, everything was real nice, and uh, very particular about the way everything was. And that I know if uh, anybody was in there and uh, there was nothing with his tools or anything like that, he'd probably roll right over his grave. I believe that with all my heart. You do. Yeah. Okay. Can you describe him at all? This person's white, male. I feel like his body is frail. He's like very shattered. It's very weird, I don't know. The guy could have been on drugs and it's almost like it's a lost cause or something. This person is here most of the time in this room. Now that I know there was a death fairly recently in Kathy's house, I need to dig deeper into the property's history to see what else I can uncover. Searching through the archives, I discovered that a little girl named Loretta Eschenwick died from a tragic accident inside Kathy's home in 1936. But the death certificate doesn't explain how it happened. I've managed to track down the victim's nephew, and he says he can tell me what happened. I understand your grandparents actually lived in the house that I'm investigating. Yes, I did. Do you have any idea how long your family owned that house? Uh, from 1931 to 1974. Okay, now there was a tragedy there where a little girl got killed. Loretta. Can you tell me about that? Uh, it was my aunt. She was uh, four years old. I have a picture here of Loretta and my grandmother. She was, uh, she was playing when my grandmother was doing the laundry and that she fell into the hot water the laundry is in. That poor kid, I mean, she must have suffered. Uh, I think that she probably passed from either, you know, infection or something that re related back to it. She was an only child. Right, she was the only child. They were young, just starting out their family, and then the devastation. And then it took them quite a few years to get over it. But I remember it was never lost of her. I've traced the deed to this property as far back as it will go. But the history goes back even further. I'm meeting with a local author who's written a lot about the Flint area, and he says Kathy's property used to be filled with tragedy and warfare. Turns out the property I'm investigating used to be Native American land. Pretty horrific stuff went on there. What can you tell me about it? Well, this was uh, land of the Saginaw Chippewa tribe. They were a very fierce, very warlike tribe. The United States government was terrified of these guys. Most of the Saginaw Chippewa warriors were very much allied with the British, who, who are coming out of Canada to fight the Americans in the War of 1812. This is a picture of uh, United States troops. Okay, so what happened with them during the War of 1812? The Native Americans would take hostages. They would capture uh, soldiers in battle, swoop down on a settlement, and literally ransom them back to white representatives uh, for money. So let me ask you a question about the American soldiers. When they were POWs, what were they treated like? It would have been a very, very tough thing to be a prisoner. The winter season would have been very, very difficult. Food would have been at a premium. There are accounts of, of people being tortured to death. There's like a lot of dead men over there. 
and there's like at least 10 white men and they're all a mess and it's very, very muddy. It's really weird because they really don't have anything. Their clothes are just kind of tattered. They have long gray wool coats on. I think a lot of them are sick. They haven't had like proper meals in a long time. They're just like pretty miserable. I, I, I just think they're trying to get home. So what happens to my client's property after the war's over? After the war ends, the Indians are left high and dry. Now the British are gone. They need money, and the only other way they had to get money is to, to sell land to the United States. And at that point, they're relying very heavily on a fur trader who the Indians have known well now for about 10, 12 years, and that's this guy. And who's this? That's Jacob Smith. They think he's a friend. They literally turn to Smith for advice. But the government is paying him to influence the Indians to sign a treaty in 1819. They do. What Smith also manages to do is to secure land for his kids in a very, very questionable manner. And he does it by having Indian names for his kids written into the treaty language. The land you're investigating is Nandashamo. The Smith heirs claim that Maria Stockton, Jacob Smith's youngest daughter, that she is Nandashamo, that that's her Chippewa name, that her father's friends had given her. The property was written into the U.S. law for her. So it sounds like he basically tricked them. He did. He manipulated things to have land granted to his white kids in that treaty. There were several entities that stood out during my walk. But what has me the most concerned is the demonic creature that's able to change shape. And what I saw was this young female, light brown hair, kind of pulled back. She's kneeling down. And there's a child sitting facing her. On the wall, I would like there to be the outline of just a shadow. Is this what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're prepared to reveal our findings to our clients and each other for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Mike and Kathy. They live here with their five children. We've done a lot of investigations, but I never heard the stuff that they're going through. They're actually afraid for their lives, and they feel that we're their last hope. That being said, I'm going to ask Amy to tell us a little bit about her walk. So I'm outside in the front yard, and I saw these 10 men. They were all white. All of them were wearing, like, torn and tattered, long gray coats. They didn't have food. I mean, they were a mess, and they were very ill. That's interesting. During the War of 1812, land that your property sits on used to belong to the Chippewa Saginaw Indian tribes. During the war, they had sided with the British. And they'd go out on raids, and they would kidnap American soldiers and civilians. The historian I'd spoken to said that these guys lived under the worst conditions when they were hostages. Oh. Now, when you mention gray coats, take a look at that. See the uniform colors on the American soldiers? Oh, wow. Now, there was an interesting character in this whole thing, a guy by the name of Jacob Smith who used to be a fur trader with the Indians. 
Now, they trusted Smith. So he convinced the Native Americans to sign a treaty with the United States government for the land. But he tricked them. Your property, he took from the Indians. He did this by giving his kids Indian names, listing them as owners of sections of land in the treaty. Take a look. This is where your house is. He gave the property the name Nandashamu. The Chippewa Indians, they thought it was their land. It actually was there for his daughter. As far as I'm concerned, he really screwed the Indians. When I came into the house, I saw an individual jump out of the closet. And this was in the master bedroom. He laughed, and then he said, I've got you. He tries to climb into the bed and sleep. He was ripping covers off the bed. Okay. That happens several times. I've felt the blankets being pulled off and being grabbed sexually. You've been shook too, right? Yeah. It felt like somebody just grabbed hold of me like this on my shoulder. It shook me right awake. Wow. What I did get was that he was white and that he was on some kind of substance, uh, maybe drugs. And his body was very frail when he died. It's interesting you say that. The man that lived in your house before you guys bought it was this guy named Bill. I talked to your neighbor about him who he was close with. So he was cantankerous and half mean. Plus, back in the 90s, his wife passed away. And from that time, he took a downward spiral, started drinking heavily. Uh, eventually, he wound up in a wheelchair. He did die in the house. I got his death certificate here. He died of basically pneumonia and respiratory failure. But he was found after like three days in the house. Some of that information you had. The odd part is, when they bought the house, they bought most of the furniture with them. Oh, wow. And they're actually sleeping in Bill's mattress. Yes. So. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know if this is the guy you saw, but. It's very possible. Would them keeping his furniture make things worse? Yeah, that's probably not a good thing. Beds hold a lot of. Residual energy. I'm not going to be settled until it's gone. So what else is going on with this walk? I felt like some of the living in this house are trying to communicate with the dead. I wasn't upset by this, and usually I get really pissed. But I really felt like these people were honestly just trying to figure out what's going on. Tell her about how you've been trying to communicate. Our paranormal team came in, and uh, they've done the EVPs and pictures, but it's unsuccessful so far. They've even done an exorcism on me, thinking that maybe something was attached to me. It's very, very rare that an individual is uh, possessed. So it could have made it worse. Oh, yeah. When they're not done properly, Oh, hell breaks loose. The other thing that I got 
was uh, about a living person at the location. And this person is a female. I felt like she's the caretaker, always taking care of everyone, but nothing she does is working. And she feels like everything, including her life, is falling apart. She hasn't been sleeping, exhaustion, beat up. She's a mess. And she has had thoughts of possibly burning down the house and feels very guilty because she wants to leave, but she knows she can't. It's a constant struggle daily, trying to keep the kids safe. I haven't slept in years. And watching your family get harmed by something that you can't control, it makes you feel like you're not a good parent, you're not anything. And the house burning, that's all I wish about. Every time I leave, I just pray that it burns down. Yeah, I'll lose everything, but I'll gain my sanity. Never thought this was going to get this bad, you know. Somebody in this house is going to get either hurt or get killed. What else you say? So there's one entity that's actually interacting with the family, and it's extremely powerful. And pretty much all of the problems is generated by this thing. And most people would see it as a dark mass. It's something that you would not mess with. Its main area is the garage. And I saw it aggressively moving objects. It's very physical. Why don't you tell Amy about what happens in there? I had a uh, piece of concrete thrown at me and hit me right in the back. And uh, one inch wrench thrown at me. I want to show you something. I had interviewed Zach, one of Kathy's boys, and he showed me these pictures. Now, if you could see what's scratched into his chest. Spells leave. Oh, yeah. And he swore to me he didn't do it to himself. Wow. Could this thing do that? You know, I wouldn't discount that as being a possibility because it is an advanced entity. So it can go into your mind and it can project your fears. It knows what scares you. When I first encountered it, it was like a huge spider. I saw this headless man come into the room one night, and it told me to get out. Interesting. Well, I had the sketch artist sketch what I felt was the most disturbing scene that I came across. Take a look at that. Who's the kid? God. Mikey. He's the youngest, by the way. Okay. And he's, what, five? Five. She's the one I called the babysitter. And you see who she really is. She has this child entranced and feeling safe. But it's not a real girl. It's the entity. He's constantly playing with somebody. And he'll wake up in the middle of the night, he's laughing. 
I mean, hysterically laughing. I knew it was a small child that was being manipulated by this thing. If it's able to do these things, what's the next step? <sighs> what is it? Is it a human? Is it not a human? It took me a while to figure out, but there was someone at some point on that property who was into dark magic and wanted revenge. This individual conjured up this entity, this demon thing. It's a demon then? Yeah. And that is what I would call a demon. It might have been kind of activated again by some of the investigations. It's definitely attaching and interacting with the family now. It sought out living people to begin gaining more power. It's making people fight in the house. And when I say fight, I mean fight. Like I'm talking screaming, physical fighting, yelling. And what it wants is for all of you to turn against each other. I call it kind of like a bloodbath because you, your blood boils. You just want, God, you want to hurt the person. It's just over the stupidest things. But once you go off the property, you can feel the relief. Well, Katya and Mike, this has been a pretty tough night for you guys. But now at least you know what the hell's been tormenting your family. Big question is, can you stay in this house safely? I can't answer that, so I'm going to turn that over to Amy. I believe the best thing you could do for yourselves and your children is to relocate. It's not too often that this is the advice Amy gives, but for her to give it, it must mean you got a serious problem. I'm leaving. I'm going to just turn my back on the property and go away. I'm sorry. You know, I got to protect my family. Um, but if they do decide to say and can't afford to move, what, what can they do? It's a lot of things that would need to be done simultaneously. There is definitely PTSD here, okay? And that's something that needs to be addressed through counseling. So you need to go and see someone who is a psychologist or a psychiatrist who's specially trained in PTSD. The other thing that's going on while that's happening is that a Catholic priest must do an exorcism of the property and must counsel the dead man and then remove him from the location as well. Will that get rid of the demon? Yes. Why is it easier for them to just move than to try to save the house and do that? In this situation, you have a family that is in dire straits. Mm -hmm. You have individuals at the location who are extremely open. This is an emergency. And I don't think that you, at this time, need to be burdened with all of that, too. I'd feel much better about getting out of there. I mean, I'm not going to ruin what we have in our family for just a house. It's yeah. tough, but it's a relief. And know what steps I have to take to see the happiness again. I've seen so much sadness and hate and, and blackness.
for so long. I want to see the light again. I wish I had better news for Kathy and Mike, but this demon has become so powerful that the only way to ensure their family remains safe is to get as far away from this property as possible. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.